1: Well, hello to everyone. This is a special day to millions and millions throughout the world. It's Christmas, and I have actually pre-taped our show because our family celebrates Christmas with a huge gathering, and I reached out to a long, long long-time friend, a a humongous best-selling author who you'd all have book envy and author envy when I let you know what some of her stats are, including her books have been in 13 countries, including one of them has sold in excess of one million, like real, one million real copies in print, that it was a number one seller on the Book of the Month Club. And it's just celebrated its silver anniversary, the title. How to Work a Room. My guest is the author, Susan Roanne, And I actually thought that this topic during the holiday season... And all the celebrations and events that are going to evolve in this coming new year is really a perfect topic because a lot of times you get tongue-tied. Sometimes you just don't know what the right thing is to say at the right time and the wrong things spell out of our mouth. We've all had those those events happen. And I thought that this would be a great time to kind of dig in and talk about how do you work author event how do you work a celebration how can you turn an event into a potential event for you or celebration so with that susan and i are going to be diving into a variety of things to make you slick click and tick during the remainder of this year as well as in the new year so Merry Christmas, Happy Christmas to all of you who are with us uh, today, and we'll be listening. I know most of our listeners come from the podcast, and we'll have a huge amount during this following week, but Susan, welcome to the show, back again. We've had you before. Our ming- yes, mingling, and I'm so happy friend. to be
2: here on such a wonderful, happy, merry holiday.
1: Yes, yes. You know, I kind of like the English way they say, Happy Christmas. I,
2: I kind of like Happy Christmas. <laughs> You know, it's very interesting in the view of being politically correct. What I've learned to do is to say Merry Christmas to my friends who celebrate Christmas. You know, that kind of makes sense. But merry and happy is what I say. And then you kind of fill in the blanks. Right, exactly. And
1: And you know what? I did the same thing and sent out, you know, Happy Hanukkah to my friends who celebrate Hanukkah. But you've um, always
2: been that thoughtful. I yeah. still, okay, this is for our listeners. Too bad this isn't visual. I have in my little happy Hanukkah house a gorgeous candle that I put out every year that Judith gave me years ago, and it's part of my Hanukkah decor. So you're in the house, Judith.
1: Bit, it sounds good to me. That sounds good to me. totally. <laughs> all right. Let's let's talk about first of all, why don't we just tell our our listeners about how to work a room. It's a silver anniversary, which means it's 25 years old. And this is the what
2: edition of it this is the fourth full edition in terms of reprints i don't even know it's probably the 58th reprint but in terms of a revision but i want to tell the audience why there is a book how to work a room for 25 years and that's because of our host judith briles 28 years ago i took a course from judith that she did for national speakers association here in the bay area about how to be a published author so let If you think that Judith is just new to this, she's been teaching authors and potential authors how to do a book for literally close to 30 years. And successfully, and I'm one of the big successes because Judith, at that event, picked up one of my columns for the examiner and said, Suze, you can really write. How to Work a Room should be a book.
1: And there you go. So I get to be the godmother.
2: You are the godmother. It's in the book. You are the godmother of the book. That, By the way, every one of us who writes a book, our books have godmothers and godfathers. Be sure to name them in the acknowledgement.
1: Oh, thank you. All right. So let's talk about
2: how to work a room and how do we morph
1: that Into our events and our 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 really our celebrations that we go on to, and Susan, I know that you've done a gazillion author events to celebrate your book. I know that you actually have bought cakes in the celebration, we've had dinners, we've had a variety of things as you've evolved. You've always done a celebration,
2: and you know it's even more than that. When I don't have children, the book turned ten years old. I thought the book is making me money. What do you do? You say thank you. So I gave my book a 10th birthday party at a local restaurant, invited my friends. You know, they came, free drinks and some food, but it even had embossed napkins that I still have. If we don't celebrate those moments. So I promised my book at 10, if it was still earning me money at 13, and for me that meant royalties, I'd give it a book mitzvah, and I did, and people flew in from San Antonio, Chicago, L.A. I mean, because I didn't have kids. If I had a kid, they would have flown in, right? But I even had the chopped liver flown in from New York. (laughs) If if we'd, people said they thought it was quirky. Actually, it was great fun, but it was also a way for me to include the people that have been supportive of me and my book for all those years. And it was, if we don't celebrate these significant moments, you know, we're missing an opportunity to reach out to the people that helped us get there.
1: So what you're really saying is you want to re-remind them, even though they have another book. And I'm telling you, with, with revision, and especially the how to work a room, and I had someone who was looking at your book. Uh, the current edition of it. And, and she, you know, she um, ended up, uh, you know, she was just kind of um, drooling, and I ended up ordering a copy for her and wrapped it up for Christmas.
2: Oh, uh, see, that. now, folks, that's a friend. That's yeah. yeah. <laughs> friend. That's why Judith is the godmother of the book. And I am going to say this about those who are in revision and are working on their books. And that is, if you really, really want to be this author, we really need to be people who buy books as gifts for ourselves, etc. I I said this to my friends. I said, you had a kid. Do I look like the person that's going to buy a toy? I'm an author. Your baby's getting books. We have to be the people who support books if we want people to support and buy our books. It's
1: a quick yeah. pro quo. It, it really is. And if, 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 if it's not, if I have a book, and, and you've been in my offices, in my house, I mean, if there's one addiction yes. I have, it's books. And, and I actually clean out books. I mean, where I don't do, I'm not on the road doing conflict resolution, um, which several of my books have been about. I'm not, I'm not doing the leadership books so much. I actually gave all those away. Um, and move those out, because I'm always bringing in new books. Um, There's rarely a book that I don't see that that I want to get my hands on, um, if it's been well put together and the like. And, and if I have someone who is envious of a book and it's not a personally signed edition, I actually will give it to them and just immediately reorder a book. And, and I think that one of my points here is for all of you is allows generosity to come forth. It does come back to you. And the, and the second thing is that if you think you're going to loan a book out and it's going to come back, that is one of the great myths if If you really want the book <laughs> if you really want the book get get another copy right now because I've actually loaned books out and they have come back and it looks like they've been dropped in the bathtub they have uh. written in the book they i mean I actually terminated a partnership with someone because the sole lack of care of my property really told me a lot about her um I had an
2: interesting. Comment. And,
1: yeah and i didn't want to go forward with it and i am so that was a, that was really kind of the, the the straw that broke the camel's back in our partnership so in celebrations what i wanted to share and i know we have a couple of minutes before our first break here is i was recently at barnes and noble and that um, i was there actually to support a good friend of mine, Dom Testa, who has written lots of books. He writes for the juvenile age group, and he's got the Galahad series, and he's got a whole new series that he started. And Barnes & Noble has a very cool, and you want to know about this, because there is one of the last big standing groups out there, is who you contact to do any kind of signing is what they call the CRM, the Community Relations Manager. And here's what they did, um, that they have a program here in Colorado for the, uh, for nonprofits and AuthorU.org. Which is one of the groups I started is a nonprofit. We're actually going to be doing putting together. I haven't announced it to the group. Um, d- the week before Mother's Day, an entire day at the Colorado Boulevard branch of Barnes and Noble, celebrating author you authors. Now, how cool is that? And on top mm, of it, great. Barnes Barnes and Noble will be making a donation back to our foundation. How cool is that? for every book that is bought in the store. I mean, a happy dance from this girl here. So you only find out by figure out celebration so i showed up there to support dom testa and his big brain club that's his foundation and we you know he sent me over the voucher i printed out a bunch because anytime i saw someone holding a book that i knew they didn't walk in with they were buying i approached them and said hey how would you like to make a donation have Barnes and Noble make a donation for anything you buy to the big brain club i told them one minute you know one line what it was and tons got that way i became part of it and And I showed up with my book table because I was you know offering my books too. I showed up with a whole it was it's Christmas time. So I showed up with Christmas decorations, literally. We brought in a box, my table had <laughs> decorations. and we made it very festive. And guess what? people stopped by. Even though, and you don't stand behind the table—that's one thing Susan and I will both tell you—is you don't stand behind the table. You be out there to greet people, and we're going to get much more into that as we've set this up. This is Judith Riles. My guest is Susan Roland, the author of How to Work a Room, and you're listening to Author You, your guide to book publishing this Christmas season.
0: your guide to book publishing everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask with your host dr judith briles and we'll be right back with more great information right after these on the rockstar radio network many of us
3: have dreamed of writing a book some of us even have then the hard work starts
1: You'll need an editor.
3: Who will design the cover or typeset the pages? Who will format the ebook? If you're a business owner, consultant, or coach with a serious message and expertise to share, the team of experts at 1106 Design can guide you through the maze.
1: They've helped more than a thousand authors create top-quality books and avoid the not-so-reputable
3: self-publishing companies. Learn more at 1106Design.com. Then call Michelle at six zero two.
4: 866-3226-1106-Design.
5: Is there a book in you or another? Author you will show you how to create, develop, and publish your book without being good? With you. If you already have a book out,
3: quality programming to the world. First impressions are everything in the world of book publishing. Whether your book is an ebook, a print version, or both, your book cover needs to pop, sizzle and sparkle to immediately capture the attention of your audience. And your book's interior needs to be just as dynamic and reflect the professionalism your readers demand. Nick Selinger of NZ Graphics has won numerous national and international book awards for his cover designs and interior layouts. With over 20 years of experience in graphic design, he knows what it takes to create award-winning books and the many promotional pieces that authors need, such as posters, banners, postcards, one-sheets, business cards, logos, and more. Visit nzgraphics.com and see what authors and publishers have to say about their award-winning books and how NZ Graphics can make your book the success it was meant to be. That's nzgraphics.com.
1: With me today is best-selling, like a million books best-selling author Susan Rowan, and she knows how to create events, how to celebrate, how to do acknowledgments. Um, she really could be the Emily Post of all of this, and we're talking about really some of these hot tips for creating these book uh, celebrations, revelations, launchings, and I used a word called festive, and I I think that one of the things that's important, and I want Susan to jump in here, is that if you go in with a plain kind of a plain Jane, I'm here and I'm just going to stack up some books, I'm going to tell you that kind of comes out of your pores. That you, oh, you no. need you, you need to hype it <laughs> up here,
2: Judas you and i can tell this to everyone because i can even tell you the day that they booked me this is back when we had crown books they booked mm-hmm. me to do a book signing they couldn't the, the whoever was the event person couldn't get it together to understand the difference between a book signing and this is where i want you to hear this and book event well the book signing ended up being great for one reason a only one person showed up be the people who were in the bookstore just casually didn't even want to come over to the author because they were afraid they'd be guilted into buying a book but luckily my dear friend our dear friend patricia Fripp came so we ended up it was the best book signing because she and i spent an hour together just chatting but don't ever let anyone book you for a book signing by the way book signings do work If you are fabulously famous or have done something so egregious that everyone knows your name, then all you have to do is sign the book. But for the rest of us, we have to create an interactive event and be festive. And, Judith, you brought, you know, the decorations and the table runner. At every event I have done for this launch for – how to Work Room, the Silver Anniversary Edition, and I have two more coming up. I go to Trader Joe's, and this is not a commercial from them, and buy what could best be described as the most delicious junk food, and I will buy some cheese just in case someone is a health person. Um, but it's if you're gluten-free, you're out of luck with me. You're, you have to eat your cheese with your fingers because there's nothing to put it on. I, I bring food. I bring the platters it's served on. I bring the napkins. I bring, you know, water so that everyone can have a bottle of water because a lot of people don't bring their own. They get thirsty. I take care of people's needs. They walk in. That table's already set. Ah, so
1: you do everything but supply the porta potty, huh?
2: I yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> that, I'm counting on the bookstores to have it. I do that because I want that book store or wherever the event is to look like a party to look like a celebration. It's and worth you... the thirty bucks of fattening delicious Nashes and snacks.
1: Yeah. Yep. Oh, uh, I even Susan, have a portable
2: yeah. vase.
1: There you go. I I have brought flowers in. I have brought in uh balloons, helium balloons. I, have, I would bring in a colored tablecloth, or if you use black, you just need a lot of, black is always fine, but you need to other, have other color behind it. And mm-hmm. here's another tip I want to give to all our listeners, that it's always, it's smart to have a your book cover or your picture, you know, meet the author, something like that, on a foam board that is not, you know, the size of your book, real book. We're talking big. So, so it's big and it's propped up. But here's a little tip I want to give all of you. Make sure you print the same thing on the other side. Because many times, tables that they, they places, uh a, a book event, a bookstore. Uh, it could be a department store. It could be an art gallery. Wherever you have this, they supply. There are actually people who are, you know, you're kind of in a circle thing and they're moving around. There are people who are going to see the back of this as well. Why not have your book cover on the back as well? Great so that idea. You see it.
2: I never even thought about that. And Judith did the same thing with me when she reminded me to have not this book but this the this last book you know, on a big poster. It used to be that a lot of the publishers would send them out to bookstores, but now you can't rely on every anything no. or anybody. And maybe that's another point with book events.
1: That it, you yes. can't really
2: rely on anybody or any place to love your book and support your book as much as you will. And I want to reemphasize that, you know, bookstores are a great place to have a book event. And don't for a minute believe that anyone who says, don't have book events, they don't sell books. That's hogwash. When a bookstore I, – I recently did something at our Books event, at Books, Inc. in Mountain View – They put it on their website. They get it in the local paper. They have it plastered in the store, in the windows, in the printed newsletter they send out. They give you PR and publicity. And a lot of people say, well, I only sold 15 books at my book signing at the bookstore. You don't know how many you sold. They sell before you even get there because some people are busy and can't show up and on top of it when you sign copies they'll send they'll sell copies afterward so if, if a bookstore sells even 20 books they feel fabulous that you did they, a great job
1: they do let me let me add on a couple of tips here that most people do not re- realize and, and susan has very clearly uh, identified there is a difference between a book signing and a book event And what we're trying to tell you, on a book event celebration, you have a much better opportunity of, number one, building a fan because you're interacting with people. But also that you will sell much more books. The average book signing, this is a gulp. Gulp. Most when these authors just sit there, gulp. Um, they, They sell four to six books. It's horrible. So when Susan says 15, a bookstore is ecstatic. And that what you've got to do is really learn to work a crowd and work events. So um, when, when, I, uh, when I have one of my authors here so that if I can attend their book launch, um, I, I am not shy in supporting them. I mean, hell, I know about their book. I help them create it. And I will go out and hustle the crowd that they didn't even know they came to hear this author, and push them to there so they could meet them and get the deal. It is great to have a buddy that will do that kind of thing
2: for well, you. Well, you're a great wing woman. Yes, I'm a wing girl. That's me. <laughs> yeah, the wing girl. But here's the other thing: in social media, what what the bookstores, or whether it's a library, a bookstore, whether it's um, like you said, an art gallery. They want to have events in their space because they want to bring people to their space. I'm doing something at the Sunnyvale Library. Mm -hmm. I'm doing a book event. Um, You know, let's not forget libraries. I mean, really, they actually have books. You think they won't sell books. They will sell your book. But again, if you are interested in becoming an author that's recognized, you have to build relationships before your book comes out shop in your local bookstores shop in your local independent bookstores because they really have more flexibility and in, in if they can book you than perhaps the national chain that has definite rules so you be a presence in your local bookstore and they w- generally will be happy to support you because you have a market you have your friends your family your colleagues that live there that you could bring into the bookstore here's their thinking you bring them in for your book they're browsing through they see another book they'll buy two books so you want to position yourself as being someone who has something to bring to that event because you've got people don't forget your cleaner your dentist your car mechanic all those people are people in your network that you invite now that we have social media you can do a lot of social media you can send an email to everyone you know you can have a little you know poster card made drop it off at the mechanic, drop it off at the cleaner. My cleaner has and kept and still has the postcards of how to work a room. So when people come in, she'll say, oh, it's our author. The fact, of course, that I quoted her in the book does simply help. But she's happy to help me promote. So don't forget, we always think our network has to be the people of important titles. No, it's people who know other people.
1: Your you know, mechanic,
2: it, your hairdresser. I did,
1: exactly. And I just had an idea that, well, I, I know that John Grisham, for example, he, he there's a restaurant he likes a lot in New Orleans that they actually display. And he mentions them in a copy. He'll use them kind of like a backdrop of a scene or, or and, and something. But they actually display his books in their window <laughs> coming in. And you know if you've got someone for example like your dry cleaner that still has your postcards you here's another idea you could literally take a cover of your book and frame it and sign it and say dear George Ann, loved featuring you in my book I'll oh, bet you they frame idea. it. they frame it you've got it framed they'll post it and we'll keep pushing your book I mean that's what they do with celebs and restaurants why not create a celebrity gallery and some of the places that we use. Just a thought, just a thought um, that dropped into my little noggin here. All right, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, We're with Susan Rowan. We're talking about how to make a unique celebration, an event that will sell books so you don't just sit like a lump. We'll be right back.
0: To book publishing, everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask, with your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these on the Rockstar Radio Network. Since
4: 1987, Color House Graphics has set the standard for quality book production. Whether you decide to print a small quantity of books or need a large print run, depend on Color House to help you. You'll receive professional help and advice the moment you reach one of our representatives. If you mentioned hearing about us on your guide to book publishing, Judith Bryles, we will provide you with discount on the first order you place. To speak with a project manager, call us toll free at 800-454-1916 or visit us at www.colorhousegraphics.com.
0: quality programming
3: to the world.
5: When Ned Thompson and Harry Shore started Thompson Shore in 1972, they believed employees with great character would make up the best company. They were right. They hired people who were not only experts in bookmaking, but who were obsessed with quality and delivering exceptional customer service. Almost 40 years later, Thompson Shore remains a 100% employee-owned company. Ned and Harry knew that successful customer projects are a direct result of empowered employees. We specialize in all books for large and small publishers. Creating beautiful and well-made books, we're dedicated to pleasing our customers by making the experience a good one from start to finish. The personal touch we have with our customers allows us to be innovative in solving their most difficult challenges. Our platform also ensures that we can remain flexible to meet our customers' unique needs and expectations. Our marketing kit can create buzz for your title, enhancing the promotion of your book during infancy. When you need to test the market to gauge your future sales, we can provide digitally printed books that will transition seamlessly into a larger offset run. From e-book to hard copy to delivery, our skillful customer service teams are at the ready to answer your most pressing question at
0: Your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. Coming up, you'll hear more about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles.
1: You know, I want to mention before this year is out that the Draft a Dream Book Competition is still open. This is for an author who hasn't published in the the specific category. If you're a fiction author and you're working on a nonfiction book, the Draft a Dream Competition is for you. If you're a nonfiction and you want to convert something into a fictionalized or something for children, it's for you that there's going to be four amazing winners are going to walk away with almost $10,000 in prizes. Basically, they're going to have their entire book edited and published and printed. How exciting is that? All the details are on the AuthorU.org website, AuthorU.org, I think forward slash competition, and you'll get right into it, but read it, get involved with it. It is an incredible deal. With me is Susan Rowan. We're talking about events and celebrations, and how you can turn yours into a rock star event and really soar with connections, with sales, and all that. And one of the things I wanted to bring up, Susan, before we go further, is the whole dairy. If you're dealing with a chain, i.e., Barnes and Noble, Books a Million, that usually—and I know Barnes and Noble, it, it, this is in there—they're their uh, scope is they don't want to buy from an independent publisher. They don't want to buy from uh, uh, most of us who are listening in. They want to buy it through a wholesaler or a distributor. And you're thinking, oh, my God, I, you know, Ingram won't take us. You've got to have a whole bunch of books underneath your umbrella. And Baker and Taylor sometime, you know, it's 350 bucks, And what am I going to do? Why don't you just Google local book distributors and for example, here in Colorado, where I'm based out of, they have something called, right here in Denver, Books West. And you can make a direct connection saying that you're going to be doing multiple signings in the area, uh, that you want to, you've got groups that are going to be buying books and you need a distributor. And could you develop an account with them? it'll get it much faster. Barnes & Noble can call that local distributor and satisfy the New York gods that tell them how they have to do things and they can get your books right away. And literally and when I just did the Barnes & Noble here to support Dom Testa's whole idea launch that uh, what Books West was create the invoice. We just walked in with the books, so they were there and they had it, and it was kind of like a paper trail. But we were fine, and the New York people were fine and didn't get on anyone's back. So you need to think about that. So you have your your ducks lined up, um, and if you're going to work with them, otherwise, independent bookstores usually don't have a problem ordering directly from you, the publisher. So that's a kind of a FYI. Okay,
2: Susan. Festive. Yes, ma'am. Here's a couple things about about books book event. This is one thing where we we are now in the most fortunate time, Judith, because we can through technology, through social media, we can expand the attendance list. In fact there's one bookstore that wouldn't book me unless I would guarantee twenty bodies. There you go. But that's what they want, because it has to be, um, you know, cost-effective for them. As it turns out, it was very funny, because she has a very small but highly regarded bookstore. There was only room for 18 bodies in that bookstore. So I, I didn't understand what that was. I go, well, that would be how to squeeze into a room. But, you know, they need help from us. And that's why when you have something to offer, especially the independents, You have a lot more flexibility. Um, But here are a couple things. A book event means that we have to do a couple things, and that is, besides invite people, besides bring the food and make it a festive, we have to work the room. Those people, whether they're the people we know or the people who came because of the topic and they were supporters of the bookstore, they are, and this is, I'm going to give you the magic thinking from How to Work Room, they are Our guests. And when we realize that we are the host and it is our job to make those guests feel welcome, engaged, connected, appreciated, they're more comfortable. A lot of people come to book signings because they they want to be anonymous. They really just want to hear someone speak and leave. The more you can do to make people feel welcome, they become part of your word of mouth team. So that's where you work the room. That's where you, and this is, Judith and I have done this for years when Mm -hmm. we've spoken at any event. Mm -hmm. You be the greeter. When someone walks in, you put out your hand, you say, hello, have you had something to eat? What's your name? What brought you here? Well, thank you for coming. You know, I know people say, I don't know what to say to them. Go back to the things we learned when we were growing up. What brought you here? Did you have any trouble getting a parking space? You're interested in the topic. What makes you interested? Thank you so much for coming. Have you had a bottle of water? Oh, look, there's someone else that, you know, might be, you've already met. Introduce them to someone else at the event. By the way, here's what I've done for a number of events. I brought name tags. I had them fill them out so that when they talked to other people at the event, they could see their name, which was effective. That made them feel more comfortable because they knew people's names.
3: Mm -hmm.
2: So Mm -hmm. that's just a thought. That's something I've done. But then if you bring name tags, you have to bring your own thick marker because if everyone writes their name in a little ballpoint pen, all of us that um, are over 40 can't see their name on their name tags.
1: Well, you that want to get sense. a yeah. You want to get a thick sharpie anyway, and you know the other thing, Susan and I just thought about because we 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 mentioned notches and and uh, food and things like that. You need to make sure you ask your uh, your host, the bookstore host, if it's okay to bring that in because they may have some rules.
2: So it's, oh yes, that's that's yeah. definitely true. Generally, generally they are really thrilled because they like the idea of this celebration because they know it helps sell books. But I'm going to tell you, I'm going to be giving a book event in um, a wonderful bookstore and gift shop in uh, Berkeley called Afi Komen, which is a Jewish bookstore. And I said, oh, I'll bring the snacks. And then it occurred to me, and this is a good reminder, Judith, I have to ask her because I don't know if there are any food or dietary laws I have to observe. Exactly. Not besides the diet laws, though I have to interject here. This is why we should watch great TV shows with a pen and movies with a pen and paper. So I'm watching Orange is the New Black and a new prisoner was coming in and they tell the cook, chef, well, she's gluten free. And one of the women said, really, if you got a special diet, don't do the crime, (laughs) which I thought was hysterical. And you'll see what we just did. When we are well-read enough as the authors and, and that we watch TV and we hear the great lines, we have something to bring to that conversation, even though there will be people at every event, whether it's a Christmas party, a New Year's party, uh, a convention, that we don't know. When, we're, when we are well-read in areas that maybe not be our favorite areas, we've got something to talk about. And that's an underscore. I think the people who are great conversationalists, it's just that, that they're well-read. They have something to share. And it isn't always talking about my book. It might be talking about football. It might be talking about deep dish pizza. It might be talking about a new movie that I saw. And then that segues to because you're already connected to people by way of conversation.
1: Well, you know, Susan, what's interesting here, which you bring up, and, and I know what's one of your key points is that small talk. Because this is all small talk. Small talk can be very powerful because small talk it becomes the connector. It, it is. Really, it really does come the connector. Um, I was. We just had what within the last the last week uh, or so. The uh, the Orion launch went off. And Ah. that the sampling and, you know, I got up because my daughter is the administrator of the subsystem for the abort system. So, you know, we're very involved. That's selling. Yes, Shelley. Yeah, watching what's going on, and um, in the first day it didn't go. The second day it was—if you want to talk about a textbook flawless, unbelievable, unbelievable. unbelievable—and I was just so excited. And I'm texting back and forth to her and all this because they uh, Lockheed flew her, Lockheed Martin flew her there to be there. And um, it it was. Then I had my grandchildren over—the the the eleven and nine year old. Do you know, as a former teacher, Susan? Not one word was about this huge science thing that's going on. Not one frickin' word in schools. Not one word. And that kind of thing. But on the the small talk side, which I think this is big talk, but on the small talk side, that people were talking about it. And I'm going, what is going on here? Um, But anyway, you'd want to think about that.
2: If you don't know what's going on in your own community, in your own city, in your own neighborhood, and in the country, you know, it's not about us. Though I like to think everything's about me. but I actually have a T-shirt that says it's all about me. Um, but it, the more we have information at our fingertips that could be of interest to other people, the better the conversation is. The more we make people feel welcome around us as authors we can't appear that every word out of our mouth is about selling our book buy my book buy my book it's actually offensive to a lot of people but if no, no. we can have yeah. a conversation yeah. and throw in a little yes. segue oh you know yeah. that reminds me of a, an interview I did for my book and you could say the name and then go back to your story that's how we do it small talk is truly and that is my mantra small talk is the biggest talk We're going to do that's how you find out if you went to the same school, maybe in a different oh, god, I hate to say this century. (laughs)
1: We'll come come back right after this break. Century or no century, small talk sales books. This is you.
5: By the way, Bryles is spelled B-R-I-L-E-S. Follow Judith on Twitter at MyBookShepherd and on Facebook at TheBookShepherd.
0: Reaching out from the heartland of the United States with quality programming, this is Tokinet Radio.
4: Total Printing Systems customer service is our priority. We are located in Southern Illinois. Our employees have an average of 18 years experience and know that customer relationships are important to our continued success. We have been a short-run book printer for nearly 40 years and always stay at the forefront of technology. Our niche is from one to 5,000 copies. Today, we offer digital black and white and four-color high-speed inkjet printing, a cost-effective way to introduce color into your short-run titles. We, of course, offer traditional offset printing. As well. Bindery is done in house from adhesive case binding to PUR perfect binding to mechanical binding of all types, including side sewing. We provide warehousing, kitting, distribution, inventory management, a new print on demand facility, streaming browser based ebooks, and bookstore. Call us at 1 800 465 5200 for a quote on your next book project. You can also visit our website at www.tps1.com.
1: So when we started with you roughly 40 minutes ago, we were talking about celebrations, and I had just been at a Barnes and Noble, um, and I brought in all the paraphernalia, so it would be festive and all that. And one of the things that I I, want to give you an idea because I think it'll make be fun and it adds to the festiveness of it is that don't wrap a book. I mean, we're doing you know huge huge holiday selling season this time. People wrap presents up. I'm telling you don't do it with a book because look at you spent all this money creating these wonderful covers with great colors and all that I want you to find an accent color of uh, uh, in your cover take a pick up a minor one and then go to a michaels or a hobby lobby or somewhere where there's a really good array of ribbon and you want a sheer ribbon whether it's a half inch or three-quarter inch if it's a big book it could be even an inch if you want to but you don't need to go that big. And all you do is, and I actually, while we we're off the air, I I uh, texted over the to to Susan, Roanne, my guest today, um, a picture of my little book, my latest book, Snappy, Sassy, Salty, which I hope you all have bought, and that, and on Snappy, Sassy, Salty, that there's a kind of a, a goldy, lemony, orangey in it, and that, so I picked up a, a sheer half inch ribbon, and I just do that corner to corner. Um there and Bo I, I I I show up at any event with pre-cut ribbon because I know how much I need for each book. I bring I have a bag of, of orange, of bright lemon yellow, and a purple, all the key colors in the cover. And I bring that and that I ask people, is this a gift for you? And they say, It it is. It's just for me. I will after I sign it, I put a ribbon on, and I said, and I and I hand it to them. I just say,
2: "From me to you."
1: When it's for their father or a friend or whatever, I actually will go in and find maybe an inscription that might be perfect, and I'll write, you know, page one oh four is for you, uh, and sign it, and then I wrap it so they go away with an already wrapped gift. And I'm telling you, it it pops out. They love it. It makes them smile, and it's just a nice little touch.
2: You know um, what? To add. I've learned from you because my, my, the cover of my book is in red, so after Christmas I'm going to go and buy all the on sale red see-through with <laughs> There, there you here, go. Here's another tip I'm going to add that I do when I autograph a book. It is not enough to write your name. Personalize the autograph. Ask people what they do. Talk to them a little bit as they're as you're signing, so that you can find that one little fact and personalize it. Now, when it's a gift, what I do is I sign it from Susan Rowan and, and if it's a daughter, I, I mention the daughter's name. So it's, mm-hmm. I've had a lot of parents who buy how to work a room for their children because they like them to get a job and get out of the house, but that's another story. <laughs> and I'll say from Susan Rowan and mom or dad. hmm. The, the person who's buying the book just go oh smile and you never know who they'll tell that will help sell another
3: book
1: exactly and that's what this is all about so you you know do you have to turn yourself into a little bit of a show person yeah you do and if you're if you're a shy die or a shy Charlie or a shy whatever you need to break out on this. well here's
2: the other thing you know Judith uh, and I know this because How to Work Room has dealt with the issue of shyness, and I I really think, thank you shy people who've been so kind and bought my book for these years. But we now also have so many people who self-identify as introverts, and many authors are introverts because sitting and writing is a They are. One. But so many people are so good at knowing that they have to do this to put the book Or whatever their job is so if you are shy if you're introverted really go to my site we have blog posts on that what the shy person can do how to work room has a whole chapter whether you're shy or not read this Um, there's so many things we can do to overcome it because when you know you have a purpose and you know you have a product that's wonderful and you want to get it out there that helps break through some of those issues, and so many of us are shy at different times. Um, and and by the way, if I were going to a party and they said the, there's all shy people at the party, I know I'll love it because shy people actually listen and pay attention. So that's my thank you, shy people.
1: And there you go. And there's that uh, um, every author wants to have a good listener, <laughs> but you. So it means you your side has to be interactive. And engaging so they want to continue to listening. And that that's a whole other conversation.
2: And but you know, Judith, you and I are both speakers. And so I would say to all of our authors, it is worth working on a 25, 30-minute presentation of your book. I've been to author, I go to many book events where I've seen authors read from their books. They actually are so shy and introverted they cannot string some casual, off-the-cuff conversation. You can actually plan your casual, off-the-cuff conversation. But you want to be sure that maybe you start not with, thank you for being here, but start with a story. And start with a story from your book and tell people why it's in there and how it relates. But when we speak, we as the authors, because I've seen so many not do this, We must have a smile on our face. Unless, of course, you've authored a book on, you know, mourning, um, M O U R N I G, N I G, N I N G. Mm -hmm. Um, We really need to be the person that's expressive, have eye contact. Um, I've been to book signings where people just, their eyes are in their book and they're reading from the book, and I'm like, excuse me, why couldn't you do this when I'm trying to go to sleep because you're putting me asleep? We can read some from our book, but that can't be the essence. So it really is important that we have a good 25 to 30 minute for any event that features our book that is dynamic, that's reflective of the book, that gives them information, that answers some of the questions, and that people feel comfortable asking questions about.
1: Mm-hmm. I, I think it's a good idea at a book event to actually hold that book of yours and to read um, or you can even paraphrase it, people really don't know you're reading or what you're doing but I think that it's important for them to know that if you're giving some hot tidbit or you're describing some saucy scene or some just pull them in scene that it's coming from a certain chapter, and if so engaging, they're going to want to go
2: get that book.
1: Yeah, I, 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 I would wait. Right. Make sure you do that. Also, I'm going to tell all of you: please do not start off an event. I'm so glad to be here. Uh, get in, <laughs> make that. That's going to gag me. Get into something that is. Um, uh, seductive, something that is outrageous, something that is, uh, you know, eye grabbing, for example. I was talking to one of my authors that we work with. Um, she has a, a book called The Concrete Killing Field, which would be a heck of a, a novel title, but it's actually about her, all her work she's done with the homelessness. And mm. and and the concrete killing field is the the graveyard of the homeless, and that with one of the things I left it with this morning, and I just said to Pat and and I'm going to recommend all that book to everyone, the concrete killing field, uh, because it is an awareness. And I said how many people are homeless nationwide? She says it's uh, roughly seven hundred thousand. I went on I went on Wikipedia and I I went for the top populations of the states and I said here is your opener darling that, that and and we came, I wrote down a couple of lines for her to use but it's something like so what kind of country has more homeless people than the entire state of Vermont what kind of country has more homeless than the entire state population of wyoming what kind of country and i hit four of them bang 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 if you don't think those kind of lines will get people's attention you don't know what's going on out here that's the kind of grabbers that you're out for if you've got some uh, if your book is a newsy book or something along that line to do it and susan i know you have some grabbers that you use yes. for how to work the a room.
2: percentage of people who self-identify as shy has all in? This is via the Stanford Shyness Clinic, and I've been in touch with Dr. Bernardo Carducci and Dr. Philip Zombardo. Dr. Carducci is at mm-hmm. Indiana State University, you know, or University of Indiana. Having that statistic, having so that people are engaged. But and and you know, we learned this in speaking. We never thank or say, "I'm glad." Start with something interesting, provocative, something mm-hmm. that captures their you know, that I call ear-catching.
1: Yeah, I love ear-catching. All right, Susan, we're at our last minute, so I just want to thank you for uh, spending the last hour on, on this Christmas evening with us and that I'm recommending to all of us to to get. If you don't have How to Work a Room, the latest edition, get it because it will make a difference whether it's a job interview, whether it's an event, um, um, whatever you're doing. It just will make you really the primo person in conversation, which is a good thing to be. So
2: Well, and I'm going to give you something for free because I'm the former teacher that says, until you can get the book, please go to my website, click on the book, and you'll see there'll be something that says infographic. Harper and I designed an infographic that's a step-by-step guide, very practical to working any room. You get that for free, print it off, give it to your kids, your cousins, your clients.
1: And there you go. And there you go. So go to SusanRohan, R-O-A-N-E, dot com, and you can get the infographics and everything else about Susan. Susan, Happy
2: New Year! We'll talk to you. Same
0: next year. to you, and Merry Christmas! Okay. All right, bye bye. Thank you for being a part of your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know, but didn't know what to ask, with your host, Dr. Judith Briles, each.